Hey everybody. No intro reel this week because this is actually the last episode of our season. We'll have a holiday episode coming out on our next release slot, but this is the last story episode for season two. I wanted to take a minute to say thank you to all of our amazing listeners. It's really meant the absolute world to all of us working on Good Better Quest to know that you're out there listening to us. I do have one request of you, though. If you're listening to this show and have time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you can. It helps us get exposure on the internet. But if you're really digging the show, tell your friends. Tell your local group. To know that you would share our story with others by word of mouth is a better return than any algorithm could ever give us. Now before we end this season, stay safe, love yourself, and thank you for listening. Best from afar, and far from the best. But it's better than good. It's Good Better Quest. Welcome back to Good Better Quest. I am, of course, your fungid master, David Holman. With me, as always, are my friends. And we're going to play a game of Dungeons and Dragons for your entertainment, Thunderstorm be damned! As he slowly turns into Christopher Walken. (laughs) (laughs) And roll for initiative. Please cut that out. No one needs to hear that. Alright, so, previously on Dragon Ball Z, you guys found the mayor. He was a hippo person called a GIF on a flying ship with flying keg robots, very similar to those of Spider-Man Far From Home. You began a fight with him uh, where Moth ran through the illusory wall that you walked through and came back invisible. She jumped on Durak's back who climbed up the ship to fight the mayor face-to-face. Cash and Yardy proceeded to do a whole bunch of shenanigans just to aid Durak and Moth in this fight. Eventually, the fight ended with Durak pushing the mayor over the boat and landing with his flaming axe right in the mayor's face. So, there's no interrogations happening, but on the plus side, that was pretty cool. And so now you guys are on this ship. What, what do you want to do? Moth is, Moth is, uh, investigating the navigation pieces of it. Yardy ran below decks at the end of last episode. Yeah. He is looking for more of the little timerariums to see if he can find all of the missing animals. Almost immediately below deck, there are so many of these Timeriums. There's there's about 20 uh, of them, and you recognize some of them as the ones that were in that room with, with the tubes underneath them. You also happen to see the hilt 
of that dagger that Cash put in there. Just in this room on top of a, sorry, below a pneumatic tube. Yardy scoops the, the dagger hilt up so that he can give it to Cash in a little bit. Yeah. He wants to do an investigation check to see if he can find a way to get them out of the Timerariums. Yeah, give me an investigation check. Uh, I got a five. All right. Luckily for you, there's just a big old button that says uh, enhance to get it right back to the, the size that it was. There's a big old button on there that says enhance. There's another button that says reduce. That one is pushed in. So you can't hit the reduce one. But the other one... Well, Yardy doesn't... Yardy knows they get big. Yeah. But he doesn't know how to get them out. So without knowing how to unfreeze them, Yardy's just going to start piling them up in his arms and bring them above decks and just... We have to get them to the... We have to get them to the school. We're taking them back. We have to help them. We're doing this. Everybody grab 10 or 15. I don't know how many there are. We have to go. What? What's Direct doing, Duck? Direct sees what's going on. Puts it together, not necessarily because he's so smart, but because he knows that, like, Yardy feels serious about this thing, and so he's gonna follow Yardy. So, Durak is, uh, like, walking below deck, and in his head, he's trying to figure out um, what he's gonna say to Yardy. And and what he wants to say is, like, hey, hey Yardy, buddy, you just wanna slow down a little bit, let's think about it. But before he can even get the thought finished, before, much less, before he can say it, Yardy's just running past him with these timeariums in his, in his, kind of clutched against his chest and uh Derek goes well i reckon we're moving these then and uh he finishes going down the uh, down the stairs and he loads his arms full of these timeariums and it is it's fucking ridiculous how many of these he can carry and uh he comes back up the stairs and he has uh a few dozen of these just sort of stacked uh, and, uh, and he comes up the stairs and he doesn't even look like he's straining that hard, but then he kind of looks around and he's like, well, where am I supposed to put these? Siggy is, is on Cherry and she's, uh, she's carrying just one and she says, they get pretty big. Um, maybe we should put them on the hill and, and enhance them one at a time. Yeah. Siggy, I'll do whatever you say we ought to do. There's some buttons down there. Don't go down there. <laughs> she's, you said there's buttons down there, and she's already... She's tossed her Timerium onto your pile, and she's already gone below deck further. Directly reaches out and tries to grab Cherry, but the, the big metal clunky chair slips away from his grasp. Yeah. So she's she's well below deck. Y'all, we got to get these things off this ship because she is going to push the button. I just know it. <laughs> <laughs> when you get all of these off of the uh, off of the ship, I I would say that looking at them a little bit closer, you you can see another button, most likely on the underside, kind of a release latch for like the time hold. For the Timeariums. Who figures that out? I, I would just say, like... I mean, not Durak. Yeah. <laughs> I... may Actually, you know what? Durak does find it out. The one that Siggy throws onto his pile, put, like, lands on its side, and so, like, the release <laughs> latch is right in front of his face. It's big and red and hard to miss. It's, it's like, uh... 
an airplane door lock, you know. Hey, it, guys. It's like one of those. Guys. Guys. Y'all ain't gonna believe this shit. <laughs> What's this say? <laughs> I think Yardy, he's he's placing them all delicately on the ground. And after they have them all lined up, he, he turns around to Cash. And he goes up with the dagger hilt. And Cash, are you still reeling from the, the kiss you got at the end of last episode? Yeah, I haven't moved. Um, from the deck, <laughs> I'm still just between that happening and then you rushing by and then Durak and Siggy and then the release hatch popping open on Durak. I think <laughs> Cash is still, uh, trying to just take this all in. Um, also just having transformed back into his own body too. <laughs> yeah. So Yardy goes up to Cash with the, the hilt of this dagger and he says, uh, my my friend, I, I believe you dropped this. And he hands it out to Cash, but he, he takes very close notice that Cash is a little dazed and kind of looking around. And Yardy, Yardy pulls out his gun and looks up into the sky and goes, Where are they? I, I know there's more. <laughs> we can get these ghosts. And he starts shooting like Yosemite Sam. He just starts shooting all around. He's just <laughs> reloading as- and shooting. As soon as the first few gunshots go off, Cash gets snapped back to reality. Funny, <laughs> whoa, whoa, okay, yes, yes, I'm What? what? I'm Hish. Oh. We're good. Oh. Just Okay. <sighs> oh. Take okay. a deep breath. Okay. <sighs> Thank okay. you for retrieving my da- well, what's left of my dagger. I appreciate that. I'm just <laughs> Woo! What a afternoon this has been. Huh? You were you were a hippo for a while. I, I I thought that was odd, but funny. I did kind of want to bite you, but I'm glad you're cash again. Uh, are we back on the ground again? Uh, you can be. Can can we be back on the ground having this conversation? Sure, sure. Yeah, I think Yardy escorts Cash off. We we start gathering around the Timerium. Siggy is still on deck, and and Moth is still on deck. Moth is is really looking around up here uh siggy you can't find she's she's well below deck durek is um is already sort of spreading these timeriums out in a sort of a grid uh he he sort of has clocked the size of them and it makes sense to him yeah and so um he's just sort of walking around putting these things down and and again just a ridiculous stack in his arms and um but he's putting them down um, and, and pretty precise points um, uh, in a grid and uh, sort of kind of waiting for somebody to come behind him and, and set him off. Do they need to be, I mean, they need to enhance before we start doing these latches, correct? There's only one way to find out, son. Well, Yardy doesn't like tiny things. He doesn't like the idea of uh, miniature iguanas. So I think he's going to, run back onto the the boat ship plane and uh he, he's gonna run down to the enhanced button and i imagine he's gonna find siggy salivating no, no, no. at it's, the button it's no, no, no. Each oh, it's on each one. Has i thought you button. meant it was like on the no, ship okay no, no, no. then he's he's gonna go around and start smacking enhance he's just gonna boom 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 all right 
Fuck, the way I've described this is there's a handle on the underside of these things. He already puts them on their side. And okay, cool. <laughs> so that the levers are exposed. Durak has done yeah. the math wrong now, and they all dis- are destroyed. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no. So they just explode Absolutely. one into the other, and it's like, it's bad. Yep. They all die. Yep. There we go. That's that's what happens. Yardi Yardi goes around hitting these in large buttons, and they all expand at similar times. It's almost like dominoes of breaking glass. And after they've expanded and broken through, all these different animals that were frozen in these Timeriums are back. They're awake. They're looking around. And uh, Dart and Miles are helping explain what all happened. Siggy calls to you guys uh, from off from from the boat and she has a book and a scroll it looks like moth comes down with her and uh, takes a look at the book and Siggy says I found a journal of his it it looks like he was uh, a gif is is what it was called? Um, I believe it's pronounced Jif. <laughs> <laughs> it's my understanding. It's I knew Jif. I knew that joke was coming. I knew that joke was coming, and in fact, I'm kind of mad because I wrote that joke down for later. But it's okay. He was a gif. He he came from a a place called Verdan. Um, he, he, I think he told us a little about that. But I'll I'll study this journal a little bit. There's some interesting sketches of different um artifacts and then she hands the scroll to yardy and she says this is a blueprint and i think it's right up your alley yardy folds it up and puts it into his back pocket in his pants that he is still currently wearing yeah um he is very disinterested because he is walking around and Slowly making biscuits and trying to clean all of the animals that will let him clean them. Oh, absolutely. All the cats let it happen. Yeah, he's licking their foreheads and, like, sniffing their butts. He shouts back to Cash. He goes, Cash, what? Uh, play that Play that song you play so well. They they need to hear something soothing. You know, the, the one that goes, uh... I can't do it, but you know the one. Uh, I was like, Cash shrugs and, uh, grabs... Uh, a pan flute and then just proceeds to play Tootsie Roll because that's the only song <laughs> that comes to mind. <laughs> yes, that's the one. You knew what I was talking about. <laughs> um, Direct didn't hear any of the conversation that went on before this because somewhere out in the maze of the, the grid of these Timeariums, he is in a pile of puppy dogs. And, Absolutely. Uh, and, and so as, as whatever else is happening... Uh, pretty much until he hears Tootsie Roll, which makes him want to dance a little bit, he is covered in a pile of puppies. And so, kind of in the background, you see Durak's head sort of pop up, and like a dozen puppies sort of fall away from his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's brushing them off. And, uh, yeah. and, he, and, and he sort of dances a little bit over to you guys uh, <laughs> as, you, as you sing Tootsie Roll. As, as you guys are all enjoying this moment, Siggy, uh, Siggy looks around at you guys and she says, I can't wait to show you guys what's on this ship. There's so much technology from, from 
so far beyond. It's insane. I... There's just so much to learn and to gain. And, and Yardi, this is all... There are so many things in there that I think you could probably use. And as she's saying this, you see the ship pull away from the hill. Yardi wants to shoot the balloon with his rifle. Give me, give me just a second, but I will absolutely let you do that. The, the ship begins to pull away from the hill and you see Moth at the helm. Go ahead and give me an attack roll on that balloon. Let Wait, Moth is up. at the helm of... Okay. Yeah, she's driving the ship. You're still going to shoot have it? much experience with uh, rifles, so it uh, misfires in his hand. Oh, no! Fuck. Yardy throws it like a spear, and I imagine it lands about four feet in front of him. It does. It absolutely <laughs> does. Durak picks it up. Direct picks it up and like turns on Yardy, and you can see in his face it's almost a growl behind his mouth, and he stops himself, um, and uh, and he and he picks up the he picks up the rifle and he, and he hands it back to Yardy. He says, "Look, buddy, whatever she's doing, I I reckon it's the right thing." Now, I've seen how serious you are about this. And you ought to be. But we gotta trust Moth to do what she's doing. Y'all done seen her do some crazy shit. Yardy, Yardy grabs the rifle and is upset that Durak trusts Moth so much. She's taking the only lead they have for finding out why these animals are being taken away. And Yardy wants to know everything that he can to get back at the gif for attacking these animals. So while he's very concerned, he's, he's still more concerned about the animals. He doesn't want to let a lead run away. So he wants to get the ship so that the university can study it so that he can make it his focus. Cash, while this is happening, uh, turns and faces the ship and closes his eyes and tries to reach out to Moth via the heartstring. Just to, you know, I don't expect to, to hear her whole story about what's happening, but I just want to kind of ping it. Almost like, okay, like, you good? You know, one for yes, two yeah. for no, kind of, <laughs> you know. Are we going to see you again? Are, you know, just trying to reach out to her. I, I think... As you try to connect with her like this, it becomes like the two cans and a string thing. Like you guys can, you can hear her. It's strange. It's muffled, but it's, you hear her voice and you know, you, you express to her, you know, like, you good? What is happening? And she responds, there are more things at hand here than you could ever comprehend, my dear. But I'm sure you'll be a part of them in the end. Do Durak and Yardi hear this, or is it nope. just... It's just Cash. Is the heartstring between Cash and Moth one visible to us? Do we know that it's occurred now that she's using 
a heartstring to communicate to Cash. Do we know that's happening? Um. Because he's got a heartstring with us. Also, is it also black or is it like a totally different set of heartstrings? I think we determined what what color was it when uh, you two were doing the spell, Kate. I, was it red? I think it was. Red. I think it was red. Yeah, because she's yeah, not. Yeah, it's of red that. when it's healthy. It's black when it's a curse. Yeah, I, I I'm actually going to leave that up to uh, to Kate. Is is this heartstring visible to your friends? Very faintly, faintly. coming out of my chest. Durag doesn't notice. And all you see is, <laughs> and I think all they're seeing is instead of like if it were Yardy or with Durak, where you see the other end, it sort of just goes off into mist. You know, it kind of goes off into nothing. Kind of fades off. Yeah. So yeah. after I hear this, uh, you know, cryptic reassurance from Moth, just like we've gotten the whole time we've been with her. Yeah. I, I turn around to Yardy and I say, Yardy, look, it's gonna be okay. Let's we're gonna take care of the matter at hand. We have the animals. She'll be back. J- trust me. I know you're iffy on Moth. I get it. Just trust me and Durak, okay? Let's take care of these animals. We'll be fine. Yardy leans into Cash after he tells him to trust Moth. And he saw a little bit of, of that red heart strength just enough and yardy leans into cash and goes if she hurts you i'll kill her <laughs> and then he just turns around to the animals and opens his arms for hugs and, and walks around just Durak, hurting the animals Durak um Durak says loud enough for yardy to hear as he's walking away and she hurts either y'all i'll kill her Yardy's tail bristles. Siggy, Siggy says, and if she hurts the three of you, and it's just me... You should probably run. I'm probably gonna run. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I don't think I could take her. Like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Did you guys see her turn a dude into dust? Like, holy shit. Oh, we'll shit. all die. We'll all die. Dude, we'll, just talking we'll big, man. dead. Holy, like, you guys... Hey, Six, you know, I'm starting to like these two. I, I, <laughs> I think we might be all right. Look, look, y'all, seriously, don't fight Moth. Don't, don't fight her. I, I don't see any reason we would. Uh, and as you, as you guys are, you know, just, just chilling and having this conversation, Dart comes walking over to you guys and he says, you've done it. I, I can't thank you enough. We're... We're in much better condition now. We've we've got the whole town back together, and I think we're gonna stay, if that's okay with you. I I think the I think the town is gonna need some help rebuilding, and it's definitely gonna need a new mayor. And and Miles goes, "I'll be such a good mayor." And <laughs> Dirt says, "Yep, you sure will, bud." <laughs> Yardy sits down to be on eye level with Dart, and he says. I think that's the right course of action, but do you know this accounts for everyone? Is everyone here outside of that hippolytician? <laughs> he he laughs at the pun. He says, "Yeah, no, I've I've gone around, I've counted, I've I've been the one keeping track the most of of all this, and 
everyone's here. I, I really can't thank you enough. He pulls the quest flyer out of his, uh, his pack. He rubs his paw in the dirt. He smacks it onto the paper, leaving a paw print. And he says, you done good by me. And the text on it begins to glow. And a glyph forms in the ground that will take you back to the school. Durak sits down with Miles and he says, Look, pal, got a tough road ahead of you. And, uh, look, from Barbarian to Barkbarian, I gotta tell you, it's gonna be hard to keep that temper in check, but you gotta do it, buddy. And look here. And he puts down his bear blanket and, and, and he takes out one of his hand axes and he trims off a long strip off of one, one edge of the, uh, the, the bear blanket and, uh, and he ties it around uh, Miles' neck uh, and uh, he says, all right, bud, look, that there came from a bear that was one tough fella. Bear's name was Sootpaw. I want you to remember that. And then he gets up and walks away. I'll remember him. And then he turns around and he says, who's a good mayor? <laughs> Miles goes, I'm a good mayor. I'm, I'm the best mayor. <laughs> Before y'all step into the portal, you see Doug and Stella come running through this mirage wall. And Doug is going, catch, 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 catch. And you see him chuck the ball at you to catch. Okay. And then once you have it, he's just, he's wagging his tail. He's waiting on you to throw it like crazy. Hold on. I want to, <laughs> one second. I want to do something with this to make up for the fact that I juked him in the bar and I threw, uh, <laughs> I threw the, the wrong ball and I felt so bad about it. I want to cast Enhance Ability on myself and give myself bull strength so that I can chuck yes. this thing yes. into oblivion. <laughs> Go for it. Give give me a, give me an, uh, I guess uh, athletics check with advantage. Okay, because that's what that's what bull strength does, right? It gives you advantage. Yeah, it gives you it just gives on you strength. advantage on those kind of checks. Okay. All right. Well, that was a seventeen. That was a th so seventeen was my best. You chuck this thing in the air, and you see him run <laughs> like a bat out of hell towards this ball and he catches it in midair and time almost stops for a moment as the light glistens off the drool <laughs> of this ball and you feel a light inside of you grow and you hear the words ball is life <laughs> <laughs> he has cast Greater restoration on you. The hit points that you gave to Durak uh, are back. Dude, no way! Ball is yeah. life! Oh, shit. That's good stuff. Oh my Yardy God. is openly weeping having watched this. <laughs> and is inspired by Doug. 
you just see Cash, like, his skin starts to glow a little bit, just looks a little fuller and a little, you know, less gaunt. That's incredible. I don't. I need to even look up how many hit points I lost <laughs> so I can go well, back to normal. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a bit. It was quite it a. Was, it was quite. There a were few. there were a few. I think it was. Like, I think it was ten. Yeah, it was eight. Yeah, it was eight or ten or something like that. You guys step into the portal, right? Yeah. Of course. Yardy Yardy makes some fond dues and then steps in as well. You are teleported back to the school. Headmaster Winterhold is actually waiting at the glyph uh, where you land. And he says, uh, Congratulations, Aranota. I believe I received a message from Awainu that you were successful. May I see the quest given to you? And he grabs it from whoever has it. I don't know. Not direct. Yeah, he, uh, let's say it's Siggy, probably. He looks at it, smiles at, at Dart's signature, and, uh, he rolls it up and puts it in his cloak, and out from his cloak, he pulls, uh, four more obsidian coins, which he bestows to each of you, and he says, Since we have lost our dear, uh, friend Stella, working in the bookshop, um, the these can be spent actually in the artificing chamber uh, where we will be making more items spend it there you will want to speak to um i believe the new staff member's name is boss he he hands you those and he says now if you excuse me i must wait for the next group to return from their midterms and you see, actually, that, like, right behind him is a, uh, <laughs> like, a lazy boy <laughs> with, like, a, a book of, of crosswords uh, and a, a cup of coffee. He says, this, this is the longest, this is the longest week in my profession. Yardy doffs his, his hat at Professor Winterhold, and uh, he looks back at Cash with a wink. And he, he tries to bite onto his obsidian coin. Oh, yes. This is the one. <laughs> turns and walks away. Cash didn't doesn't understand what that meant. So he he's like puts the obsidian coin in his mouth and he's like, I this doesn't taste it again. What? <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Let's let's go spend it. Durak just nods and leaves. All right, you arrive at the uh, the artificery. So you walk in, you see a, a Goliath, a, a very large uh, and muscular man. Like a Goliath is a race, I should, I should clarify. He has long, dirty blonde hair that goes like just past his nose, covering his eyes, and a thick, dirty blonde beard. Uh, that that hangs like Leonidas in 300. Y- you can't see his eyes, but you can see that he's looking at you, and he says, Hello and welcome to Voss's Artifacts. What will you be buying, please? Yardy walks up, and he puts his coin on the table, and he slides it across like a gunslinger at a, a western bar. Yeah. And goes, 
I'll have whatever that can get me. He says, this will literally get you one of one of these things. This is good for one thing. All the parts and labor come out to one obsidian <laughs> coin. Siggy, uh, Siggy actually pokes you, Yardy, and she says, "Well, wait. What about what about the blueprint? Did you look?" Yardy, Yardy pulls it out and he opens it up and he puts it on the table. He looks at Siggy and he looks at Voss and he looks at it and he goes, "I don't actually know what this is. Could could." We make this, though? What is it? Siggy stands next to you, Cherry lifting her up so she's closer to your <laughs> eye level. And Voss bends down to also get to eye level and look at this thing. And it looks as though it's a flare gun of, of some kind. And there's there's glyphs and, and things on it. And it's hard for you to read. It's a little hard for Siggy to read as well. Uh, but she she definitely recognized it was a gun, and Voss says, "I could make this. I could make this for one obsidian coin. Is is gun with the track spell? What what spell do you think this would cast? No, 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 not cast spell. A track spell. Siggy looks at him, and she says, I." I think he's saying that it pulls spells away from you? And he says, duh. Yardy's eyes go completely black. His pupils engulf his eyes. And he looks at Siggy and goes, So what you're telling me is I won't get hit by fireballs anymore if I have this thing on me. Siggy is about to speak and Voss says, Maybe. <laughs> Is is possible is not guaranteed. All of all of Yardy's fur is standing up and he just goes, Yes, yes that. That is very much what I want. What to take the coin, that is what I need. Give it to me, please now. Yes, please, give thanks. For those who don't know, which is literally everyone except me and Nolan, <laughs> uh, this is a magic flare gun. We we both worked on this. It is one shot. Per long rest. When a spellcaster you can see within 60 feet of you casts a spell, you may fire this flare gun to cast the counter spell spell at them. So the the way this is going to work out, I think, is much in the same way that a uh, a flare on a fight. Stop fucking dancing. Noah. I'm so excited about this, David. Like, I can't tell you how excited I am to have a counter spell flare gun for Yardy because the two things that have done the most damage to me have both been firebolts, and I'm tired yeah. of it. So, like, counter spell with Yardy, so hype, so hype. S so I, I think in, in fiction, the way the way it works is much in the way of like a fighter jet uh, produces a flare to uh, attract heat-seeking missiles away from the plane. This does the same thing, but kind of with magic. The it, It's like the spell is compelled to go after this flare instead. Now, this was a very, very strong thing. So we have added uh, a caveat to it is after firing it, Every time, uh, he has to roll a d6. On a 1, it breaks, and, and he can't use it again until he can get to the artificery to fix it. 
But on a six, it regenerates the shot immediately. So we we got some high risk, high reward on this thing too. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love, love it. Y'all. Now I am going to send you guys the items. I am going to pick the Nightcrawler cape because it sounds amazing. This cape smells faintly of brimstone, and while wearing it, uh, you can use it to cast the Dimension Door spell as an action. The property of the cape can't be used again until the next dawn. When you disappear, you leave behind a cloud of smoke, and you appear in a similar cloud of smoke at your destination. The smoke lightly obscures the space you left and the space you appear in, and it dissipates at the end of your next turn. A light or stronger wind disperses the smoke. Voss pulls down this uh, blue and and black cloak uh, with uh, two cross brooches on either side of it uh, as clasps. And uh, he says, it's very good item. I personally wish I could make one big enough for me, but it takes too much material. Is <laughs> Is terrible getting close for me. This is actually several potato sacks. Like, he gestures to his shirt. Listen, pal, if I had your body, I wouldn't wear clothes either. Don't even worry about it. This is good plan. <laughs> I, I wish I could not wear clothes, but they make me now. Now? <laughs> yes. Now. What about you? <laughs> he looks at Derek. <laughs> <laughs> he, he takes he takes Cash's coin. So um, Durak um, Durak has been s- s- like standing there this whole time, um, looking at at two different things. Uh, one one thing he's looking at is is two bracers. The the Kinklas. Yeah yeah yeah. And um, he looks he's looking at those, uh, but he's also looking at the uh, stout dwarven amulet. Uh, and. Uh, He's uh, he's trying to figure it out uh, which one he wants, and uh, he leans over uh, over the counter towards Voss, and he goes, "All right, look, I get hit quite a lot, and uh, and I'm I ain't putting on no more clothes, and so <laughs> so I'm wondering uh, betwixt this one and these, uh, which one's gonna keep me from getting hit so hard?" Voss looks at them, and uh, the amulet, the stout dwarven amulet, is. Um, I, I want you to imagine like a little tiki statue, but it's a dwarf and it's made of stone, so it, it's it's pretty fucking gaudy. The kinklas are like leather straps made of gold that. Uh, wrap around your wrists and uh, Voss holds up the bracers he says these are better the kinklas uh, these are uh, they, they give you more armor magically and uh, if you don't be using shield which I guess by X you do not yeah I, I got no use for that uh, so what about this here amulet uh, what's it going what's Look, you know what? You know what? I like I like the look of this thing, and uh, and and he he chips his uh, chips his obsidian coin down on the counter, and uh, and he pulls the uh, the amulet out of Voss's hand, and he pulls it over his head, 
and he has to uh, he has to pull his his long cap out from underneath the chain. Uh, yeah. And uh, and and it sort of sits uh, real like sort of low on on the scar on his chest, and yeah. um, and and he sort of stands up a little straighter, and he goes, "Well, I'll be damned." And uh, and he feels significantly uh, stouter because yeah. now. His constitution score is 19 while he wears his amulet. It has no effect on you if your constitution is already 19 or higher without it. You gain advantage on con saves against poison. So, uh, I get to get hit harder and, uh, and, and maybe don't get poisoned so much. I'm I'm really surprised you didn't go with the Kinklas. That, that would have boosted your AC by two. Yeah, but um, raising my con score from where we are is going to raise it by one, and I'll get the other bonuses from the con score. That's right! I forgot about barbarians! Okay, shit! That's good. Yeah. That's really good. David's like, I made a mistake! <laughs> That's what I was working the math okay. out on earlier. That's why I was being so fucking quiet earlier. I'm s- <laughs> I'm only a little bit smarter than Durak. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, Doug. Doug, that's okay. Me too. Voss, uh, Voss takes your coin and, uh, he looks at Siggy and, uh, Siggy actually says, I, I kind of want to hang on to mine. I, maybe I might actually buy some materials from you to, to work on some stuff together. And Voss says, okay, is good. When I don't workshop, I do work, make things. I sell things like twice a year. Because no one buys things except for after midterms. So <laughs> it's very is very strange market, but is is what I chose for life. And and she's she's just kind of nodding as he tells her more and more about his sad life. I was saying waiting for him to be like, I tried to sell on Etsy. Market no good. <laughs> <laughs> Try try to sell things on the Etsy is not I shipping is whole nightmare. You have <laughs> no idea. Heavy metal things that you try to ship them and it's like postage is out the ass and it's so much money for just speed. Just send X. You just try to send X. And and it's just so much money and I want you to fade this out, no <laughs> What? Have, this to be the end of the episode. Have you dread? Have you dread stamps.com? <laughs> <laughs> Good Better Quest is a Final Plank Media production. This episode edited by Nolan Lacey. Introduction music, A Prelude of Space by My Instant Lunch. Background music provided by Kevin McLeod and TabletopAudio.com. As always, thank you for listening. <laughs>